Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. Today's podcast is a must listen. It is powerful. It is inspiring. It is real, authentic, honest. It's fantastic. And it's hard to hear at times. It is uh, a lot of truth is spoken uh, on this show today. And, and our guest is Kevin Malone. And he is, is known for, for being a, a general manager in, in baseball. He was the GM for the L.A. Dodgers, the Montreal Expos. He was an assistant GM with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he also spent time with the Twins, Indians, and Braves. But his passion now is sharing his family's powerful story of undeniable grace. And they have a short film uh, that is called The Sean Miracle. It's only 20 minutes long, and it is inspiring, powerful. It's a story of hope and grace, and encourage everyone to watch it and, and spread the word and encourage other people to check it out as well. And today you'll hear about that story, uh, but then to be able to go and, and watch it uh, will be key. And, and so you'll, you'll hear a lot of different topics. Uh, we'll talk a little baseball, but we'll also talk about uh, drug addiction and God's supernatural power and deliverance and, and goodness and faithfulness and, and prayer. And so you will be encouraged today. So before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Stick around at the end of the interview. I'll, I'll give you some, some more thoughts to unpack. But right now, here we go. It's Kevin Malone on the Unpacking It podcast. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I am thrilled to be joined right now on the Unpacking It podcast by Kevin Malone, former general manager in Major League Baseball, and his family is a part of just an incredible video and movie that, that you can check out on seanmiracle.com slash watch, and, and we're going to hear all about it today, but you got to go see it, and, and so we, we encourage you to do that, but right now, Kevin joins us. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing great, Bryce. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we, we've got so much to get to and excited to, to hear all that, that God is, is doing in your life and through your family and through the, the, the powerful story that, that you guys have been willing to share. But, but let's start with the, the baseball side of things. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious the, the journey that you went on to ultimately become one of the great GMs in baseball. How, how did that happen? And, and what was that journey like for you? 
Well, it happened like for most GMs, Bryce, I wasn't a very good player. So if you can't, <laughs> if you can't play, uh, they find somewhere else for you, though. I, uh, I was drafted by the Cleveland Indians in the 35th round. I wasn't a, a very good player. I couldn't hit. I could field and run a, a little bit. And uh, I had opportunities uh, after I got released. I, I, I coached, and uh, the California Angels at the time hired me as a scout and uh, a coach. And they gave me an opportunity and I kind of jumped around and, and rose up through the ranks and was able to be a general manager of the Montreal Expos, who are now the Nationals, was assistant GM with the Orioles in Baltimore and ended my career as GM of the Dodgers. So uh, I've been blessed. The Lord gave me some great opportunities and I'm thankful I had some success along the way. And I just give all the praise and the glory to the Lord for uh, just kind of got and directed me and provided me the wisdom along the way. Wow. Well, so you, you give credit to the Lord. So what was your faith like during your time in baseball and, and, and also kind of in, in the, through the lens of the busyness of baseball, the commitment, the, 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 the pressures, the success, all the challenges that come from having a, a role like you had? Well, it's difficult. As you know, it's always a challenge. Life is, is very hard. At times, we have ups and downs and successes and failures along the way. But, uh, you know, there were times when I was really strong and I was really able to focus and, and be intentional on my pursuit of the Lord. And then there were times where I got off track or lost focus uh, and didn't spend enough time in the Word or enough time in prayer or enough time in fellowship because I was running after the world and after the things of the world, meaning winning world championships, trying to find the best players in baseball, put together championship teams and, and, and win world series. So uh, when you're, when you work a lot and work hard uh, and you're focused, like I was, it's easy to get distracted and to get, you know, off track. But I thank the Lord, you know, you know, it's like, I guess for most people, there were periods in my life, Bryce, where I was really strong and really locked in with the Lord. Then there were periods where I got distracted and, and, and didn't stay focused. Uh, so uh, I thank the Lord, you know, that the word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So he stayed with me and put up with me and, and just loved on me and showed me grace and mercy all along the way. And, and I, I thank him for that. Amen. Amen. I'm right there with you. Well, throughout this time as well, throughout your, your career, you're, you're raising a family. So what was family life like? And, and, and you know, speaking of kind of the, the, the balance and the juggle and, and the focus as well, you got baseball, your faith, your family. Where, where did your family fit in and, and what was their uh, kind of rhythm of life like during this time? Well, to be honest with you, I failed as a husband and a father, Bryce. I, I, I was so locked into my job and to trying to win championships and to reach the top of, of the ladder, so to speak, in Major League Baseball that I neglected my wife and kids a lot. I mean, I provided for their needs. I put food on the table. I put a roof over their head, a nice roof, nice food, and provided all those things that they needed. But I didn't really learn till after the fact, till later on, that what they wanted and needed was me and, mm. and not things. Uh, so, you know, I, I regret that. And my word of encouragement to fathers out there is that your wives need you, that your kids need you. Now, it's okay to work hard and to be diligent and to be focused and to pursue success and, and hard work. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to keep your priorities in line. You got to not get out of whack and, and, and lose focus on what's more most important and more important 
you know, first of all, is your relationship with the Lord. You know, you need to stay locked in with him and then stay focused on your wife and kids. So I, I failed in many ways. I missed birthdays. I missed special events. You know, I've tried. God gave me a chance. I mean, I got fired in 2001 uh, as a GM of the Dodgers. And, you know, I, a lot of people thought it was the end of my life. It was but it was in, in many ways a blessing. Uh, God was allowing me to become the husband and father that I needed to be. So I praise and thank him for that. I had a good run, 17 years in professional baseball, but uh, enough was enough. And God said, you know, I'm going to move you in, in a different direction. And I thank him for that. Wow. Well, no, I want to hear more about the the last 20 years and, and what God has 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 been doing in, in your life and, and especially some of the great ministry work that you're doing. But but let let's get into the, the the heart of your your family story and 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 let's you know really begin and, and and set the stage for what was going on with your your son Sean and and, and kind of who he was and and what was going on uh kind of at the at the key points in his story uh that that has now become uh, a short film that that people can can watch and, and experience the the fullness of of what took place from a from a cinematography standpoint but but for us here on the on the show today uh take us into kind of what what was going on in his life and who he was well i think sean was uh, a pretty good athlete he was a great student a plus student very smart uh always got awards for academics and i think as he uh got older uh junior high and then really into high school uh he started to run with the, the maybe the wrong crowd a crowd that was more into drinking and drugs and partying and, you know, kind of lost focus himself, really didn't know, uh, I think, who he was. He didn't have a relationship with the Lord. He grew up in a, in a, a Christian home. My wife did an amazing job uh, teaching him the Bible, praying with him, taking him to church and Sunday school. And, 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 but I think he was trying to figure out who he was. He didn't know his identity. And I think so it, it, he got caught up into that party life. And we know the Bible says, you know, bad company corrupts good character. So uh, he started running with the wrong folks. He went to University of Southern California, uh, where a school with kids with a lot of money. And so they had access to all the all the alcohol and all the drugs. And he just uh, got too far into that. And. You know, it was interesting, Bryce, that he was one of those guys that could go two, three weeks without partying, and then he would, like, party crazy for a long weekend. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like he did drugs every day. It was like, you know, he would do it periodically, but when he did it, he went, you know, full steam ahead. And then, you know, because of that, my wife and I knew, and, and you know, what was that he was, you know, doing drugs and drinking, and we did everything possible, inter intervening in different ways, having different people speak to him you know, get him involved in different church and, 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 and Christian groups and, and just trying to expose him to things of God. And he just wasn't interested uh, through high school and, and, and college. And he even said to me, Dad, you know, I know you and mom have strong faith and love Jesus. And but I'm just I'm going to be who I am. I see all my friends. They come from Christian families and homes, but they're doing stuff like me. But, you know, they're hiding it. I'm not going to hide it. I am who I am. And I don't have a relationship with Jesus and I don't want one right wow. now. Yeah. So, but you know, God is, God pursues us. And, uh, you know, after he went to the university of Melbourne and a study abroad, international business, uh, his junior year at USC, he came back and went out and partied with his friends and 
One morning, he never woke up, was struggling to breathe. We called 911, took him to the emergency room. They said, you know, all his vitals are shutting down. He's going to die. He's, he, he's not going to make it. Uh, praise God, he, he made it through that night. Uh, three or four days later, the neurologist said he's, uh, he's brain dead. He need to pull the feeding tube, starve him to death, because if he ever wakes up out of this coma that he's in, he'll be in a vegetative state and he won't want to live like that. And we said, no, you know, you know, the world says you guys are saying that there's no chance, there's no hope. Well, we know the God of hope, the living hope, and we're going to put our faith and trust in God. We're going to pray, we're going to fast, and we're going to seek God wholeheartedly and ask for a miracle. And God delivered. God is faithful. So uh, uh, that's what we made this movie for, Bryce. SeanMiracle.com is where you can find it. Uh, it's to tell the story of, of God. It's to praise God, to give him all the glory. And that comes through a faith, you know, in Jesus Christ, his, his son, our Lord and Savior. So uh, it's been a crazy journey, but there is hope. We don't live in a world now with much hope. There's people that are angry, that ca the, the cancel culture, everybody's fighting and everybody's unhappy. And But we have a God that loves us, that has a plan and purpose for our lives. And and uh, I've experienced the best the world has to offer. And there's nothing that compares to being in a relationship with God through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, and following him. So I've had, I've had it all, but uh, nothing again compares to being in a relationship with Jesus. Amen. I mean, wow. Well, let's let this story set in. And it's just remarkable and 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 not surprising when we know who God is and and, and know that know his power. Uh, but to but for you to experience the miraculous supernatural power of God in, in this yeah. you know specific way, you know, take us into you know what what, what was going on and, and you say the the Sean miracle. But but I imagine kind of multiple miracles on top of right. miracles in the way that, that God moved in, in this yeah. whole situation. That's a great question because I think a lot of people would try to would try to write it off as oh the doctors came through or or something happened or he really wasn't brain dead or this or that. Everyone tries to find reasons to not believe in God or to give God the honor and glory that he deserves. But all along the way, God continued to show up in different ways. So the first hospital kicked us out because they said he was never going to wake up and we couldn't help him. The next hospital, after about a week to 10 days, said the same thing. You know, they were a little nicer about it, but they said, you're going to have to leave, too. We end, end up finding a hospital, Craig Hospital in Inglewood, Colorado, a traumatic brain hospital. Uh, we air ambulance Sean over there and 60 days into this coma. God brought him back to life at the time. He couldn't stand. He couldn't see. He couldn't really talk. He couldn't walk. God, it was a healing process. And that's the amazing thing about healing. Sometimes when we read in the Bible where God would touch people and heal people right away. And then right. there were other times, like when he touched the, the, the man that couldn't see his eyes, he said, what do you see? And he said, I see men as trees. And God had to touch him again. To me, what I read in the Bible is that God heals in different ways physically healing and what's more miraculous than this and Bryce you know this is that Sean is spiritually healed after he came out of his coma he got right with the Lord he he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior he repented of his sins and he he asked for forgiveness and he started to follow Jesus he started to study Hebrew we've been to Israel a bunch of times Sean's been three times he speaks a little Hebrew We've got the Sean Miracle, the, the movie. It's in Hebrew subtitles. We showed it in Jerusalem 
uh, uh, right before COVID, the year before COVID, 2019. So all this stuff is, it, it, it's, a, it's God's story through my son, Sean's life. It's, it's God is still in the miracle business. People say, did you believe in miracles before this? Yeah, I said, I believed in them, but I didn't really know what believing in miracles meant until God raised my son from the dead. And now people are like, you're a weirdo. No, <laughs> no. Every morning when my son walks out of his bedroom and I look at him, I see a walking, living miracle that only God can get the credit for. So, uh, you know, we made this movie to make God known, to let people know you've got hope. There, God is a, a, a faithful God. God is a God of love and mercy. He wants a relationship with you. No matter what else is going on in your life, even if two Christian families, you know, there might be some issues in your family. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to hide it. We as the church, as brothers and sisters in Christ, need to help each other, pray for each other, support each other, love on each other. Something the world doesn't offer. It doesn't offer that. So I don't know. It's like it's like when Jesus said to Peter, when all, everybody was running and fleeing from, from Jesus, Jesus said to Peter, you going to leave me too? Peter said, no, Jesus, where am I going to go? You have the words of eternal life. I mean, where are we going to go? I mean, right. seriously, we're, people say when Sean was in the coma, what are you going to do? Where, were you gonna, where was I going to go? It, 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 it was either God or nothing. It's either mm -hmm. God or pull the feeding tube and we kill our son. I mean, come on. It, to me, I think it comes down to it's pretty. I mean, it, there's some tough decisions in our lives. We have ups and downs, trials and tribulations. And, 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 and nothing's ever perfect because we live in a fallen, sinful world. But God says he will be with us. He will help us through. He will provide us, uh, you know, guidance and, and wisdom to get us through these tough times. That means my life's perfect now. I'm, I'm fighting, you know, human trafficking. I'm, I'm, I'm out in the United States trying to fight against men that are paying to rape and, and have sex with our kids. I mean, we live in a dark and evil, perverse world. Apart from God, we can do nothing. And with God, we know all things are possible. So where else are we going to go, Bryce, but to the oh, Lord? I mean, I, I'm serious. I mean, I've got championship rings. I've got cars and all that stuff. So what? <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, it's nice. I'm not complaining. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me with stuff. But he's he's the most important thing in my life. And I'm going to run after him wholeheartedly. Because when I do, man, some crazy things happen, exciting things, things that the world can't offer you, things that only God can provide. Sorry to get carried away. I just, no. I get it going. <laughs> man, amen. I, I, I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to get in the way. So I, I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you and it's just so encouraging to me. I'm getting chills and uh, I, I know our, our listeners are, are so inspired today. And, and I want to unpack a little bit more in, in regards to, parents that have a wayward son or daughter. And I was just talking to somebody at the pool on Sunday about their wayward daughter that, that thankfully has, has come back. And uh, j just this morning was talking to, to somebody who was having a conversation with a, a person who has a wayward son. And, and so it can be very defeating. We don't know necessarily what to say or how to handle it or, or what to do. And, and I hear your message of just turn to Jesus. Along with that, what, what does that look like? The day to day, knowing when, for you, you knew yeah. that Sean was, was walking in darkness and, and yeah. you know, consumed with, with the drug and alcohol life, yet you, you still had, had hope. So what is the encouragement to, to parents today? What are some of those, those prayers they can pray? What, where, where do they, maybe scripture they can cling to? What, what, what would you say to them? That's a great question. I think 
the first of all uh, is there is hope. Uh, and I would never discard the challenges of, of the pain uh, uh, and of the process of, of a child being wayward. I mean, there was nothing worse for me, Bryce. I mean, I was able to run, you know, two, three, four hundred million dollar companies and I had control of things that I could make things happen. I didn't have any control of my son or my daughter who who does know the Lord, but you feel helpless. You feel hopeless. I tried everything. I guess my encouragement to people out there with a wayward son or daughter is don't give up hope, but keep praying. But don't just pray. Do everything you can to intervene. That means just love on them where they're at. Uh, try to show them Christ. Try to get them involved with people that will point them to Jesus or know Jesus. Uh, try, try to get them involved in different things that will, will, will open up their eyes to the truth. I believe it's like the story, Bryce, for me. It's like I feel like I'm on the Sea of Galilee sometimes and there's a big storm brewing and it's rolling in. I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm doing all that I can, but I'm also praying with, without ceasing because I know God's got, God's got to deliver, but I got to do what I got to do, you know? So I don't say that, you know, I hear like people, well, you just don't do anything. You just pray about it and, and you know, pray and let go, pray and let God. I, I mean, that's only partially right. That's really not uh, the way I would explain. I would say pray. It's up to God. God is sovereign. God is in control. God loves us. God wants to respond. God loves when we, we're obedient. God loves when we pray, when we cry out to him, when we have fellowship with him. But we've got a responsibility. He gave us, he gave us hands and feet to do something So in a brain. So I think we've got to do everything we can. And that means whatever you can do for your child that's wayward. But don't give up hope. Keep loving on them no matter how long the process is. It's a journey. You know, I used to get men of God, like coaches or major league players or, or guys in different sports or wealthy businessmen, all believers, write a testimony to my son. I put together a binder from 20 godly men that wrote incredible testimonies to my son. Didn't do a thing. Okay. But those are, you try things, you send them to maybe a, 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 camp, a Christian camper or you introduce them to, you know, Jesus following uh, people, or you just do everything possible uh, that, 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 you tr that you can and try, but you never give up hope and you always pray without ceasing. So it's a combination and up to God, but we have a responsibility as parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, friends to do whatever we can. Amen. I love that perspective, and and it is that 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 balance of of trusting and, and also acting uh, in faith and and moving forward for sure. And and what about this is I always struggle with too in regards to calling out the sin in in especially a non believer's life yeah. and 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 calling out the darkness. What was your experience with that, and what do you kind of encourage people with that? Well, I would say that. I didn't do that very well early on uh, because I'm like a bull in a china shop and I'm going to beat you over the head. And I find that didn't work. I'm going to beat you over the head with the Bible, with scripture, with whatever. I, but, you know, it's because I loved people. I loved my son or I loved other people that I was witnessing to or trying to share the gospel with or trying to tell them about Jesus. Uh, you know, I think you learn, I think with wisdom, with getting older and, experiences and 
and just spending more and more time in the word and prayer. God just showed me different ways to love on people, different ways to help people. Uh, and not to be like, uh, I, I, you know, like you said, it's, there's, it's a balancing act. It's difficult. It's just, but I think when you're walking in the spirit and you're praying, God shows you how to, how to, uh, deal with people, how to interact, how to love on people without compromising, without offending, but loving them with truth. I mean, that's the Holy Spirit, as we know, Bryce, because I can say something to some somebody, and if if I'm not in the Spirit, or if I'm not really covered by by the Lord, they're not going to they're not going to receive that very well. But now I can say something when I'm like prayed up, covered by the Holy Spirit, the same exact thing, and it will be received. So. Uh, I just got to be more prayed up, more in the more worded up and just really just try to really love on people. And, and, and that's hard. People say, well, what does that mean? That means helping people, uh, encouraging people. And if they're in sin, you know, you, I, like you, your question was, well, I think we point that out. Like, but it's you got to be sensitive in how you do that. And I don't mean compromise. You never compromise. you know that that god loves god wants to love on you he doesn't really love your sin uh and here's why you the sin i always me personally bryce i always try to explain why the sin wasn't benefiting you why it wasn't really in your best interest not don't do it do it but why is this not in your best interest why if you did something else something contrary to what you're doing why it might benefit you and and really help you so I try to give people solutions or, or remedies as David Crowder. I love that song by Crowder. Uh, he is the remedy. But uh, right. so, but I try to give people real, really real solutions uh, and alternatives to their sin because, you know, they're, they're, they're caught in this, in this sinful behavior or whatever the act is. And they're, they're trying to fill the void. They're trying, they're, they're doing it for a reason because it's providing them with something they think. But why don't we give them something else? So if you're going to take something away, you replace it with something better, which is something of God, from God, for God. I don't know. That's kind of the way I try to do that. I, I don't have many answers, Bryce. I just try to just share with you what I try to do. No, I appreciate that wisdom and, and just based on your experience. So that, that's awesome. And I, I was actually reading this morning more so on the, on the, from the mind standpoint, we have to replace our mind with the right things. So we got to get yeah. the, the wrong things out, but replace the 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 right things. And that's uh, the thing. Let me just, just, just yeah. add on to that. Cause that's a great point. You know, that, that I think it's in, in Romans where it talks about taking every thought captive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, that's the battle. I mean, I've had tough jobs. I've done some crazy stuff, but for me, the hardest thing is being intentional about, Hey, when you see that good looking woman walking down the street or, or that whatever it is that you're uh, attracted mm-hmm. to or lured by is, is taking that thought captive and, and really trying to not let it, you know, let your, your, your brain dwell on it, not to really get into it deep, but take it captive and get rid of it if it's not God honoring. And that, that takes a lot of practice and a lot of discipline. It's not easy. And I don't always succeed, but that's the battle is it's a, it's spiritual warfare. It's a battle for the mind, for the brain and for yep. the heart. And you talked about it. It's, that's where it's at. That's right. No, I, I appreciate that. That's uh, awesome insight from, from Kevin Malone. And, and again, the website, seanmiracle.com. 
slash watch. And it's a, a 20 minute short film, the Sean miracle. It, it's the powerful story that, that Kevin has shared about today, but, but see even more and, and, and experience this, uh, this, this incredible work of God. This is, this is God's story. And, and so we're, we're so grateful that, that Kevin's sharing a little bit with us today, but, but encourage you to, to go watch this uh, short film. And, and so Kevin, you're, you're also along with this, this film doing some incredible ministry work. And, and I want you to share with our audience uh, your, your passion and, and how you got into what you're doing and, and, and share really about the, you know, we hear the, the word human trafficking and, and sex trafficking, yeah. and we, we, we feel bad about it. We know it's going on, but we don't necessarily know what to do. And we don't maybe even understand the full scope of it. Uh, but, but share with us kind of your, your passion and what you're, you're a part of. Well, I was uh, attending church uh, with my pastor, Francis Chan, who's a really good buddy. So Francis uh, and I. One of the best. Wow. Yeah, he is. He laid it on our hearts at the same time. I used to travel with him quite a bit when his wife, Lisa, or one of his kids couldn't go on a trip. Uh, he'd, he'd take me along for kicks, I guess. But, uh, but we went to Thailand. And in Thailand, we were with Zoe International. And they had a safe home for kids that have been bought and sold for sex as young as four five and six year old little kids that men had paid to have sex with to rape. So when I came back to the United States, this was 2009. So when I came back to the United States, I said, you know, I'm going to find out, is this going on in, in our country? And lo and behold, Bryce, we had a huge problem then, but it is, it's, it's up epidemic proportions. Now there is supposedly roughly estimated research indicates over a hundred thousand American boys and girls sold for sex in America every day. So oh. we have a huge problem. And what people don't realize is that 30% of all these kids that are being sold for sex are little boys. So my ministry, the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking, we opened the first traffic boys safe home in America, and it's in the state of Florida. And we have little boys there anywhere from eight to 10 years of age. I guess 10 is, 10 is the youngest, 10 to 17 that have been involved in, uh, in sex trafficking or being sexually exploited. And we have a problem with men. We need a, a, a mindset change, Bryce, of men around the country that think it's okay to pay to have sex, to basically to rape kids. I, I don't get it. It's mind boggling to me. So my ministry, again, it's United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. The website, you can get so much information by the by the mercy of God. We've built a great website, very informative. And, and not only are we trying to bring awareness, but we're trying to equip others to get in the fight. We, we have uh, different trainings on there, different programs. We will help you find others that are in the fight in your community, your city, your town. We have a trafficking free zone where a city or a community can, they, they, they do different things to drive trafficking out of their communities. So uh, it's an amazing ministry. It's God's ministry and we're just trying to be obedient. We're trying to prevent kids from getting caught up into it. So we spend a lot of time on Capitol Hill telling congressmen and senators and people what they need to do to change laws. We work with rescue teams. We're trying to bring restoration restoration to boys and girls that have been sold for years, multiple times a day for sex. So, but the message is it's, it's a supply and demand issue. If there's demand goes away, then we wouldn't need the supply. So these kids wouldn't be uh, being 
pried upon by these predators. So we need to get the message out that it's that, and you would think that everybody would know that. Well, then why is the problem getting worse? And why do we find men of all socioeconomic status, all races, all religions, all backgrounds, getting involved in this and and we have found through research and studies that pornography is the gateway for many of these men that end up they get so caught up in the pornography that you know they're they're, they they become unsatisfied with what they're looking at they get deeper and darker into this pornography to more wickedness more perversion and it ends up being child porn and then they act out what they've been watching. I mean, I, I hate to talk about it, but it's it's real. It's out there. Our kids are under attack. We need to be protectors, not predators. And uh, so go to our website, Bryce, and have your, your listeners your, that are watching or, or listening, usiaht.org. We will equip you. We will train you. We will help you get in the fight. And, 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 and we need we need to get after this. I can't think of anything more more dark, more evil, more perverse than men paying to rape our kids all across the country. And it's it's a huge problem. The media is not talking about it. I don't know why. It's spiritual warfare. The devil's trying to keep it, you know, exposed. But we know the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what happened to our kids if we don't protect them from from this evil. Oh man! Well, no, I, I'm so thankful that that you're sharing this and the reality of it. And yeah, don't don't feel bad about the 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 rawness of it and and yeah. the sickness of it and the darkness of it. I mean, this is this needs to be uh, brought to light and and addressed. And I, I think we all we all can do something. And I, and I think that's that's yeah. the message today um, that we we can't keep keep looking the other way or pretending right. it's not that's happening. The, that's the challenge. You're right. That's the challenge. Everybody can do something. And people would say, you can't, I can't tell you how many people would say, well, it's not my son, not my daughter, not my grandson, not my, it's only one or two, maybe three degrees of separation from your own kids, your own grandkids. We need as parents and grandparents need to be protective. Know where, where your kids going online. A That's lot right. of the stuff is happening online. These predators, they work through through these video games, they can do these chats. Now they recruit through video games. Oh. They, you know, social media, you gotta be, you know, as parents, we gotta know one, who are who our kids' friends are and what are they looking at and where are they spending their time? And we got to protect them because they're under attack. It, it's we're living in some really dark and evil and sick times, and we got to protect our loved ones and other people's loved ones. These are all kids. People say, "Well, you know, they don't look like me, or they're from a poverty family, or they're from this, you know, broken family." Well, we're all broken, aren't we? Until Jesus puts us back together. So we need to take care of all kids, no matter if they're our kids or somebody else's kids. They're made in the image of God. It's our responsibility and duty to protect kids, no matter who they are or where they're at. Amen. Amen, Kevin. Well, gosh, we'll, we'll make sure the links are, are in the, the podcast bio and, and encourage our listeners to, to, to seek this out and, and ask the Lord how you can, can be used uh, to be part of the solution. Um, and, and if you know somebody listening now is, is entangled in, in pornography, that that's that's the the, the start too. That, that you got to we'll look in the mirror. We'll provide yeah. resources, Bryce. I mean, we have re- access to resources, and I'm not sitting in judgment on anybody because I'm a sinner myself, and I needed a savior, and I needed Jesus. Amen. So, men out there, 
Don't feel ashamed. It's okay. You know, here's what I tell men that, 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 that they'll talk to me about. Well, it's, it's a sign of weakness when I ask for help. No, it's a sign of strength. If you've got an issue or a challenge or a problem or an addiction, ask somebody for help. I mean, mm. that, that shows you're strong. That shows that you're seeking help. You know, hiding it or running from it is, is, is a weakness. But And don't feel ashamed. I mean, it, we all have things in our, our life that that we're, you know, we're vulnerable to, or we're, so I, I'm not sitting on the judgment of any man that's listening that has a, perno- a problem with pornography or doing anything that they shouldn't do, but reach out for help. And if it's through our ministry or someone else's ministry, there's help out there and it don't be ashamed and be strong and get the help that you need. So you can break free from that stronghold that's holding you back. If right. you're caught up into pornography or some of this other stuff, it's holding you back from being all that you can be from reaching your potential. You need to break free of that stronghold. Amen. Amen. And, and even going back to, to, to your story with, with your son, Sean, and you know, many families, especially Christian families, may be in denial or pretend like you know, one of their kids, oh, they're fine. That's not a, it's not that bad of an issue. It's not that, that big of a concern. He'll figure it out. And, and oftentimes- yeah. They need help. Those families need help. And you, and you need to be honest and, and authentic about what's really going on. And, and, and like you were saying, take that, take some steps in the action and, and, and not, you know, not just sit, sit by and, and let things happen either. Um, but oftentimes we, we keep that in house and, and we're not yeah. getting help that, that really we need and, and the support. Yep. And, we need. Well, some people don't know where to turn. So reach out to, to me through or, or my, my ministry at the, the Institute or, or through the Sean Miracle. I mean, I'll, I'll help you find the help that you need. I think one of the things as parents, and I remember back, it's easier sometimes to not address a problem. You know, we think if we avoid it, if we ignore it, it'll go away. Well, we all know that most oftentimes it gets worse. So running from a problem is not going to help it go away. It's only going to uh, make it uh, exasperate it or make it worse, Bryce. So that would be my suggestion. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Ask for help. And it's okay. We're all broken. We all need help at certain times. I've needed a lot of help. And my wife tells me I still need help. That's so, right. So what can I say? I've just, I'm just seeking the Lord and seeking people that can help me accomplish the goals, the, do the will of God. And, uh, and it's a crazy journey. I don't know how you do it without the Lord because apart from him, we can do nothing. And I tell you what, it's exciting. As you know, Bright, it's exciting, Father Lord. People say, well, it's a life of you can't do this, you can't do that. No, I, whatever I can't do, God gives me something way better that I can do. So that's the way I look at it. Amen. Amen. Let, let's end it right there. And, and the message today is a message of hope, uh, a message of, of encouragement, a message of the power of prayer, the, the power of faith, and, and God's miraculous, supernatural power that, that he uh, uses and and we we can see it in day to day miracles and then you, you hear a story like Sean's and and it's 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 taken up a notch and and it's just an incredible uh, encouragement and we know it's possible we we do know it's possible and and you know people listening to Kevin you know sometimes the the prayers go unanswered and and sometimes the the miracle doesn't happen exactly how we how we want it to but it doesn't mean that God can't that He won't it's just sometimes. We, we don't fully understand and, and God's doing something else and, and we'll understand better in eternity, but he's still good. He's still faithful. He will meet us in that brokenness. He is still our comforter, comforter. 
and and and, and the ultimate healer. And and, and we know that we have eternity with him. Uh, that's that's the most important aspect of it. And and so um, I couldn't I couldn't say it any better, Bryson. I, I want to thank you. I ask God's abundant blessings on you on your show, unpacking it on all your listeners. We need to be united and, and to pray for each other and help each other, love on each other, because we're under attack right now. I mean, it's pretty pretty apparent what's going on in this country, and we need to be united and, and, and take care of it and help each other. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, I'm so thankful for you and your story and, and how God is using you, and, uh, and, and cool to see you go from baseball to, to all that you're, you're doing now. And so thank you for joining us here on Unpacking It. He's Kevin Malone. Joining us on the Unpacking It podcast. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Wow. He's Kevin Malone, and he is on fire for the Lord, and I just appreciate his passion and willingness to, to share his family story and, and recognizing his own brokenness and, and, and need for a savior and, and his son's need and, and just to hear how God has moved in Sean's life and Kevin's life and, and now being able to share this story with so many people. And so, uh, again, check out the short film. Uh, it's called The Sean Miracle, and you can find it at seanmiracle.com slash watch, and you can watch it for free and be inspired. And, and so, man, I hope you'll, uh, you'll watch that for sure. And, and my, you know, a couple, I mean, so many different takeaways uh, from this interview, but, but I think what he said about, you know, how we handle people that we care about, or anybody in general, but really the people that we care about that we're kind of walking maybe with them through a tough journey and we're watching them up close, you know, walk in darkness or, or choose sin or, or head down the wrong path. You know, we, we really need to seek the Lord in prayer and, and, and not speak unless we are spirit led and to make sure that we are speaking truth and love and, and, and grace and, and, you know, pointing people to Jesus uh, but but it, with the right approach, and so with wisdom and with discernment, it, it's so key because it's easy for us to get so emotional or you know angry that that we're watching someone you know make terrible decisions. We we're just beside ourselves. We're like, what are you thinking? But we have to take a step back and say, okay, what's the best way to approach this situation, and how is God asking me to approach this, and and allowing God to speak through us, and and to be able to take you know, the necessary action that we need to take and then sometimes the, the need to pull back. And sometimes there's tough love in there. Uh, but, but I think that balance of, yeah, we, we need to do what we can while we pray, while we trust, and, and while we understand that God's going to be the one that, that ultimately frees someone and ultimately saves them and, and God's the powerful one. Uh, but he does use us, and, and he uses us as as his vessel and, and as his ambassadors. And so we need to enter into, you know, the, the brokenness in, in people's lives uh, with the love of Christ. And, and they need to see Christ shine through us. And it's really hard. It really is hard at times because sometimes we don't want to get in the mess and, and sometimes we uh, don't know what to do and so we don't do anything. But, but I, don't, I don't think that's the answer either. God, God can empower us uh, through his spirit 
through through his uh, strength to, to to say and do the the right thing to help people to help people out of really difficult situations uh, that that oftentimes they've brought on by themselves that they've chosen to go down a certain path and they've rejected God and in some ways they've rejected us uh, in many ways they 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 do that as well uh, but how do we push through that and 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 show them ultimately the answer that they're looking for which is Jesus. Um, so it's, man, so it's just so encouraging to hear this story and to see again, how God worked, how he moved and, and how he freed and saved Sean. Sean was, you know, uh, dead. I mean, he had this, he had this traumatic brain injury caused by an overdose and, and was, was brought back to life. Um, and so, yeah, from the, I don't understand all the, the medical side of things, but what I do understand is a, a miracle. It's a supernatural miracle. We don't have to understand all the details or explain it all medically. We just point to, yeah, God saved him, and and God chose to uh, allow him to continue to live a- after getting to the end of himself and getting to, to to really rock bottom and facing facing death, not only from Earth but but eternal death as well. Um, and so to now hear this story of Sean, so it, it's just powerful. It's amazing. And I absolutely believe in miracles, and, and I believe in God's supernatural power, and we can never give up on someone that we feel like they're too far gone. They're, they're not. They're not too far gone, gone for God to step in and do what he does. He saves souls, and he transforms us from the inside out, and, and he meets us in, in, in all of our, our brokenness. And, and so some of us, maybe it's different degrees of, of brokenness, but it's all brokenness, and, and we're all in need of a Savior. And so, uh, so man, what an awesome, awesome story today. And then, and then of course, what Kevin was talking about with, with human trafficking and sex trafficking, and it's just absolutely disgusting and heartbreaking, and we've got to do something with it. We've got to do something, uh, even if it's a, it's a, it's a small role, We've got to take some steps to, to help this problem because we, we can't we can't know that this issue exists and then sit quietly. I, I just I, I don't feel good about it, and uh, so we gotta we gotta encourage one another uh, to rally around and, and provide whatever assistance we can to to shed light on on, on this just horrific horrific uh, behavior and situation and and, and to save. These, these poor children. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So, um, so I encourage you to, to check out the link in the show notes and, and go, uh, you know, check out the work that, that Kevin Malone is, is working on, uh, in that issue, uh, in that area. So, uh, so yeah, lots of good stuff today. Could have talked to Kevin all day. We'll have to talk to him again for sure and catch up with him. Uh, but so glad to be able to share this story with you and, and encourage you to go check out seanmiracle.com slash watch. All right, guys. Thanks for listening today. We will uh, we got a bunch more podcasts we will be releasing in the coming weeks. Uh, we're going to be sharing some some man up content as well. Uh, we'll continue to share some of that. So hopefully you've checked out the Kurt Coleman, the Dave Alpern, uh, Nate Sally. His interview is coming up as well. Uh, we'll also have the talks that we did with Brian Goins, uh, Jericho Cotri, Mike Tolbert, Josh Meadows, and Mitch Mason. So lots of great stuff. So. Thanks for your support. We always uh, love hearing from you. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, we'd love to hear from you. And also, uh, please rate, review, donate, support our show. Uh, We greatly appreciate it so that we can continue to share these types of stories 
uh, with sports fans and, and point people to Jesus. So thank you. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.